<laughs> oh, why, hello there. And welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby. We're back. I've successfully moved. I've unpacked. Mostly. I mean, there's still a lot of chaos in my life. Uh, it, it wouldn't be the same without it. Uh, but I was able to record an episode, a couple episodes, uh, which I am now able to also put out into the ether of the internet. If only there was a word for that. Like something ether an internet if there was a portamento of ether and the net we'll just never be able to figure one out will we that's tough but dustin david joins me for episode 130 of the podcast trucking right along Dustin was a lot of fun. Uh, he is uh, from Maine originally, the state that I now call my home and have for quite some time. Uh, so we, we had a good time talking about growing up. And uh, also he's a comedian of the stand-up variety. So we got to talk about that as well as what? <gasps> Some Scooby-Doo? <gasps> oh my. That's right. Uh, is this the first time diving into guess who have i done that before i kind of forget where i've been checking stuff out uh yeah i think that this is the first time so i i mean uh uh, guess who scooby-doo has been released it's coming out on the boomerang app and uh i'm watching it now I don't know if I have a ton of opinions other than what will be revealed in the episode i mean i'm sure i do i'm 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 I never have a shorter of opinions. Uh, but uh, Dustin's great. We chat a lot about everything and guess who. And it's uh, it's a good time. As always, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash what's with you Scooby-Doo. As well as email the podcast at what's with you Scooby-Doo at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram at WWY Scooby-Doo. As well as the dorky songs on radar at WWYSD.bandcamp.com. That is all. Thank you so much. And once again, to the podcast... Let's do this. Everything about thirty days mm-hmm. of sobriety. I was walking around work, and I was like putting the books away, and I was like, "This job's really easy." <laughs> What's with you, Scooby Doo? Today on the podcast on uh, my new back porch because uh, I've disassembled the studio and moved to a new place. I have Dustin. Dare I say it, David? You are correct, sir. <laughs> What's up, Dustin? What is up? How's your day been so far? Fucking great. It's been hot. Hot as shit. I actually. How do you deal with it? I feel good about this because. Since I've been home, I've been home for about a week. Yeah. Uh, once a week, I usually go to this place called Y7 in West Hollywood, which is a hot yoga studio. Okay. And I wasn't able to go while I was home, but I feel like I've gotten it in today. You're like, just, just in this street, just constantly downward sweating. <laughs> like, just, it's been so, I'm like active, like I went to the Clam Festival, mm. just hot, just sweating. I'm going to be honest, I've been working in Yarmouth for about a month on this uh, bar. Uh, Shout out to the Garrison in Yarmouth, Maine. Uh, And about 
two and a half weeks ago, before the Clam Festival, the chairs already started lining up on the road. Crazy. Crazy people. (laughs) We, uh, well, my aunt lives right in Yarmouth. Okay. So it's the parking spot for many people. (laughs) And so we also hang out on her front lawn uh, after the parade, because mm-hmm. the parade like goes down Main Street, hits a corner, it ends, and then after it ends, the floats go by her place to get to the high school. So we watch what we like to call the parade remnants. Is no nobody's is, waving. The floats are taken down. People yeah. are smoking cigarettes. <laughs> somebody's tweeting. Nobody's like, throwing candy anymore. No, nobody. <laughs> you get like a half wave. We cheer for everybody that goes by, and sometimes they go, "Oh, we were just what? Like, why are you up, not up the street? Like, yeah. we, we're done. You're, you're just trying to shock them just yeah. a little bit. A lot of people walking with unicycles. Oh yeah." Like, <laughs> Nothing more depressing in the world. Yeah, it's like you developed this skill for a reason, dude. One of the floats had been completely dismantled. <laughs> it was just a trailer. It's just a large trailer hitched to <laughs> with people by. just like throwing cardboard in local recycling yeah. bins as they're walking by. <laughs> yeah, they're just like we're done. The band stopped playing. Like, uh, we do it because we don't have to fight the crowds. We're yeah, like, you know, I mean, you get like the cool like little motorcycle guys. Like, wah, wah. yeah, of Those course. Uh, the Shriners still going in a circle. Yeah. They're like, we do it for the kids. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what a Shriner is. They're like, this street's not blocked off. We'd love to <laughs> weave into the other lane. We'd also like to not wind up under an SUV. <laughs> Danger's their middle name. Yeah. Uh, well, typically, uh, we start off a little history lesson. We'll get to know you. Uh, how, if at all, did you come to our Lord and Savior, Scooby-Doo? Mm, God. Since I was a kid. Yeah. It's so, such a great premise for a show. Did you watch kids cartoons? Mysteries. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Religiously. Were you in, well, we, we previously said that you weren't really into sports. Were nope. you an indoor kid? Big time. Watched a lot of TV? Uh, big indoor kid. Big, uh, if I was outside, mm-hmm. uh, it was like doing like imagination stuff. You know what I mean? Like I had a younger brother. Yeah. So I kind of had to create worlds for us to like live in to, to have stuff to do yeah yeah, yeah. be like we're both spies exactly. we need to climb this tree which to is the creative. tower yeah. or like something like that yeah, yeah. This stick is a gun yeah the enemy yeah i grew up in york maine so same thing yeah. <laughs> except there's nothing to do you yeah know what i mean right. like it and it was like we lived on cousins island okay and <laughs> you're not gonna leave the fucking island nope so it's just sun was up you were outside and then sun came down, you came back. You're just outside all fucking day. Just <laughs> finding that frogs. That was your summer. Yeah. That was my life. Yeah. Like, except, you know, in the winter, you're doing it in a snowsuit. But Right. And need to pee. Yeah. We would just be outside. I remember when it came with a game called uh, Tollbooth, which was we had a refrigerator box. Okay. And I'd be in the it. The greatest score for oh, any kid. You fucking kidding me? It's a rocket ship? It's, a it's anything. Yeah. It's an- <laughs> And this day was a toll booth, caught a hole in the side of it, had the thing, would just lean my arm <laughs> out of the side of it, and my little brother was the car, and he would walk around the toll booth to come back to the front, and right. he'd go, toll. <laughs> and then he'd go, here's my toll. And then I'd go, not enough. Like, just <laughs> for hours. It's just... <laughs> I don't know where to get the... We'll go get the money. Come back. <laughs> was it money or was he hitting no. you like leaves? There's <laughs> fake shit. Yeah, right. Then Whatever he, he could find. And he never had enough of. Just 
Not enough. No. Don't Sorry, have. I need three pebbles and. A- <laughs> Buddy, you just you pay the toll. You walk through the boat. I don't. Don't make me come out of this thing. Like, <laughs> just coming up with games and shit. Yeah, I, I loved cartoons and uh, always like drawing. Okay. And for a while, wanted to get into animation, mm-hmm. like uh, like a cartoonist. Yeah. I think I kind of saw behind the curtain a little bit with some of the drawing sketchbooks or like the way cartoons were made yeah. then uh you could buy a lot of those uh sketchbooks where like it would just show you like how to make uh right. fritz the cat or, yeah. or not fritz the cat did all the yeah, yeah yeah did all the drawings the flintstones putting my own thing on it having my own like style speech like, bubbles yeah the cartoons like yeah. little uh in school I did a lot of, like editorial cartoons Ooh. uh the school paper <laughs> Never appropriate. <laughs> school paper. I actually just went back and found some of them, and I was like, I was a monster. It's like, can't believe I drew this shit. Famously, uh, my brother at uh, Greensboro Country Day in North Carolina drove his Bronco over the greens of the Country Day golf course mm. and then drew a comic for the school paper about him doing it. Amazing. <laughs> they didn't know who it was, and he drew that comic. <laughs> My favorite, all-time favorite, favorite, favorite. God, I feel like I might have taken a picture of it. If I didn't, I'm going to do it before I go back. I could send it to you. Mm. Uh, there was a kid who was great ahead of me who was far and away. One of the most talented artists in our whole school. Okay. No one knew. He wasn't like, oh, I'm doing a painting. It was just some shit he would do. He was just fucking really good at like it. Like, just in his garage, whatever. You'd never know. He was never like, you know, you're in class with him, and he's like, uh, can we talk about painting more? And people are like, no. And he was just so like, dark, pretty goth kid, like, we're black all the time. Mm. And then you'd never know. And then there'd be, like, an art show, and you'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a fun dog. And then you'd be like, that is an accurate picture of the devil. What the fuck? <laughs> but then it's photorealistic. Yeah, like, right. What's happening? <laughs> but I came into a classroom after they left one time, and uh, I saw this picture. It is a brick building, and it says Children's Hospital. And then there's a road, and then there's a gas truck ex- like flying off of it, exploding onto the Children's Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Which is horrific, obviously. Sure, sure. But the way that it's done is, like, so good. Like, it's just every little detail. And it's pen. It's an ink pen. Yeah, right. There's no Ball mistakes. Ball One shot. One, just drew it in one, like, oh my God. one little thing. And every detail, I was like, this is incredible. It's one of my favorite drawings. That's crazy. But unfortunately, like, it is horrible. Like, it, like just, you'd go to the principal. Like, if anyone found this bit, you'd be in trouble. Like, Well, I mean... I'm going to guess you're 37. 35. Oh, so close. Close, though, yeah. Uh, so, actually, we went through Columbine at about the same time. That was the Because that was, like, 96 or something. That was the first news thing I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I was on vacation with my friend's family. We were in Boston. Yeah. And it was on the news. So, oh. it, by that point, in high school, you're drawing stuff blowing up. People are like, we need to take this seriously now. We used to not. <laughs> God, yeah, that must have been in high school. Yeah. It was just such a bizarre thing. And I'm like, he had to be drawing stuff like that all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which, 
you know, doing it on your own, kind of, if yeah. you have a dark sense of humor is one he, thing, but like, yeah, all of a sudden teachers needed to be like, oh shit, this could end up with all of us dying. Yeah, like, I think it was a thing where, like, he left it, <laughs> and then, or was probably like, fuck, where is that? Yeah, 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 right. But in my head, I was like, throwing oh, stuff into a backpack. He just does this all the time. Like, he's just an amazing artist. Yeah, right. Like, and he's like, oh, this is just like a dark thing that I could just draw. Like, and it, the detail, like, is amazing. That's nuts. It's kind of the way that, like, I also see, like, joke writing. And then people are like, what, pe- what like, can't people joke about? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't see it as a subject matter as much as I see it as, like, the structure of the joke. Like, that is a well-crafted joke, no matter who wrote it. Like, that's a great misdirect. Yeah. That is a great, it's a well-written joke. And can you see the form for what it is? Like, I could just see the lines and how it was done. And like, that looks like a truck. This looks like a building. Right. I mean, in the same way. In the same way that, like. The subject matter is horrific. Yeah, in the same way that, like, a bomb can be incredibly well-crafted and small and, you know, effective and blow up and murder millions of people. But, like. You know, I don't want to make that bomb, but like I understand that the, the, the seeing it for the mechanics of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that with jokes for sure. Yeah, I still say my favorite joke of all time. I've said it a million times. It was this dude who was headlining a show I was on, and he was bombing horribly. And then he says, "They say if you can't beat them, join them. But if that were true, we'd all be Harlem Globetrotters." Right? Joke, yeah. That is that is tight. Yeah. It is flawless. <laughs> that misdirect is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like there is no better. Like you you can't get better than that. Yeah. It is great. tight. Yeah. It's fucking one line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I usually like will write I think a lot of the stuff that I write is usually like pretty short. Yeah. And then, you know, if I have like a longer period of time, like cool, like I can work out a story or anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Dude, in L.A., you're looking at sets that are between, like, three and five minutes. That's what you get. All the time. Is it also five-hour-long events? <laughs> uh, depends on the show. Yeah. Uh, some shows have kind of tried to, like, veer away from having, like, the marathon show of, like, 20 comics and everybody's doing five minutes. Right. And, you know, trying to stay away from, like, bringer shows that are, like, you can, Pay to get, play. You can get on this show if you can bring five people. Right. Always hated that. That's I hated that when I was in bands. I hated that when I was doing comedy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't like it just because I'm like my friends are, you know, paying to see the show that I'm on, and you know, I can't guarantee it. Yeah, they're like, "How's the show going to be?" I'm like, "Fucking up there." Like, hopefully, they're going to be ho- attempting comedy. Yeah, hopefully, Don fucking Ron doesn't bring five people so that he can get on. Yeah, I'm like, I can vouch for me. Right. They're like, who else is on the show? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone else who can bring five people. Yeah. I was like, good guess. <laughs> so I've tried to stay away from doing shows like that just because also I feel like being on shows that are like of higher frequency of like people that are like really great really make me work harder to be like cool they're killers like these yeah. guys are awesome i want to work harder to be like them but if i'm on a show where the only requirement is just to like get up i'm like oh i nailed it like i'm, <laughs> I'm great i don't need to do any work i can just hang out yeah like, right my friends going rising through, tide like, raises all boats like, you're the funniest one and i'm like yeah out of these people like right. you know 
that guy uh, didn't get one laugh the whole night. Which it's all like ego. I'm like, it no. doesn't fucking mean anything. You know? Yep. So Hell yeah. Well, we're going to watch an episode of Scooby-Doo. Fucking love it. I don't know what we're going to watch. We're going to figure it out. And then when we come back, uh, we'll talk about whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I'm into it. Done. Tight. Let's do this. <laughs> I need to get out now. Okay, calm down. Okay, let's start with hi. I'm Wanda. Uh, I, I do comedy. Kind of a big deal. Sure you recognize me. And they're with me, so it's okay. Um, hi, I'm Arnie. I'm the bookkeeper. Still get out! Wow, okay. That took a turn. Okay, look. Uh, so that. We, we Scooby did. That Scooby just happened. <laughs> uh... I don't know. You, you said you wanted to go new school. So we watched um, the newest incarnation of Scooby-Doo, which is Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which mimics the old uh, 70s show where it would have like Sonny and Cher and uh, uh, Mama Cass, Dick Van Dyke, Davy Jones. I can keep listing people, but I'm not going to. Uh <laughs> But uh, now the idea is that we're going to get new celebrities, people that the kids are going to get drawn in by. And so we watched the episode with Wanda Sykes. (laughs) 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 Which the fact that she never said, I'm going to slap the shit out of you in that entire episode is admirable. Yeah. Right? It has to be. (laughs) But there are tons of outtakes where she said that. Part of it makes me think that it's like... Almost not so much for the kids, but the people that grew up with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Where they're like, they don't want to Sykes. Mm-hmm. So there was like some nods where like, you know, she was like super like to the camera, like saying funny stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, there was the thing of like Wanda Sykes, comedian, uh, kind of well-known, surprised that you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Wanda Sykes, comedian. You probably heard of me. Like, <laughs> That is like that's an interesting thing with cartoons these days because I feel like for a long time cartoons were understandably a kid's thing. Yeah. Like they could be appreciated and there was art in them and all this kind of stuff, but it was for children. And we really have reached a point where like uh, uh me and my girlfriend we went through like the entirety of Adventure Time and the entire time she keeps like looking at me and being like who is this show for? Yeah. This isn't for children. Yeah. But it's like not necessarily an adult show. Like there is a weird sort of like in between area where we are right now, cartoon wise. I feel like it's almost like cartoons are being made for kids that grew up on cartoons mm. and also their kids. Right. Like we know that you have to watch cartoons because you have a child. <laughs> We can make that palatable to you. And we also know that you have the option to go to Netflix and be like, hey, I grew up on this. We're going to watch G.I. Joe together. Yeah. But kids instead. Don't give a shit. Nope. Like kids. Nope. Because <laughs> you know, G.I. Joe doesn't hold up. <laughs> yeah. We grew up with like, you know, Looney Tunes. It's like, great. The coyote hits the runner with a mallet. The stars come out. The stars that the cannon coyote. keeps getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it will run the same joke over and over. Why does he keep looking Their down? Kids. He falls every time. Yeah, <laughs> the kids don't notice or pay attention. <laughs> like, uh, it, yeah. But I mean, uh, when's the last time you actually saw Scooby Doo? Hmm. It's been a minute. Yeah. But you know, having like grown up on it, it's crazy. And does it? 
come back in a weird way watching it? Or is yeah. it like, oh, I'm watching this thing? Or is it like, oh, I remember the van or whatever? Yeah, the iconic van, like <laughs> the format of the mystery. Yeah. Which, watching it now, you know the end of the episode at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but it blows my mind that I never cracked that code as a kid. You were shocked every time? Just, yeah. How do these kids do it? <laughs> like, just I want to be that smart someday. There is a moment during all those cards, like watching it, being like, "Where is this going?" Like, <laughs> I just didn't know the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Not you know, you don't know to look for the format or like the predictability. Well, I guess be part like, of that was be that- like God, I. Hope they solve this one. Like, now remembering, they've solved every one. Oh, 100% success rate? Yeah, they're like a thousand for a thousand. There's no... I don't even remember, like, a two-parter. Like, I remember them doing movies, but they solved it at the end of the movie. Right. But there wasn't an episode that I remember where they were just like... Failed. Don't know. <laughs> like, that was this place might be haunted for real. Like <laughs> never happened. Not one time. Me and a buddy of mine were talking about Columbo the other day. Yeah. And Columbo always rolls in and he's like, Holy jeez, I gotta you know, he's got the cigar, yeah. his coat looks like shit, and he's like, I gotta ask you, do you know a place where I can find a pair of shoes like that for twenty dollars? And they're like, Who is this bumbling idiot? And it's yeah. like, No one told you Columbo? Yeah. He solves it. He comes in and he solves it. Nobody's like, oh, that's Columbo. He solves the crimes. Like, he always rolls in and they're like, what an asshole. (laughs) Homeboy couldn't take a shower before he showed up. (laughs) Reputations never preceded them. No, no, nobody knows. It's great. As many crimes they've solved, wherever they were, nobody's like... This seems like a pretty out there paranormal crime. Stay away from these kids. (laughs) Like, they... Might crack this one. <laughs> He's getting calls from other masked vigilantes being yeah. like, uh, BT Dubs, if some kids show up, the ruse is up. Yeah. Like, like get out of town as soon as possible. Like, not one of the crimes they ever solved wound up in the paper. Like, really? You think that their trap is going to go wrong, but it's going to get you. You're going to be yeah. like, I am nailing this. They're two steps ahead. <laughs> or in this case, when the trap actually did fail for real. <laughs> They have a lot of famous friends, including Miguel Gorilla. <laughs> Which is... Uh, Which, before you air this episode, definitely preface it with a spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's a pretty huge reveal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you remember Miguel Gorilla? spoiler alert. Do you remember a lot of like I the side him. Hanna-Barbera characters? I always remember them being looped in in like a wacky race scenario. Yeah, laugh Olympics. That's where I was like introduced to a lot of them. Yeah. Like some sort of a crazy race where they bring in they're like here's 30 characters Yogi Bears that live in up. their own universe. Some of you know very well, some of you're seeing for the first time <laughs> and maybe for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Snugglepuss, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, did he have his own series? Like, what? <laughs> like, they're just giving those away at the time. <laughs> like, apparently, McGilligar was a whole show. Yeah. Probably. And you see him in the race, like, funny, he's in a small car. <laughs> like, I remember watching uh, uh, a buddy of mine and I were watching the uh, an interview with Joe Barbera of Hanna Barbera. And he just talks about, you know, uh, uh, Will. Hannah would show up in my office and he'd be like, I need five more shows. 
And I'd be like, all right. And I'd think of five more shows. And it's just that idea of just like, yeah, just crank them out. Who cares? Like, they're gone. There's no internet. We don't care. We're just putting stuff on Saturday morning. And then guess what's coming up? Another Saturday morning. Yeah. I love that attitude. That's great. It's the complete opposite of... Uh, uh, the vaudeville comedian who existed for 70 years with the same 10 minutes. Right. You know? Like, I, I look at that and I'm like, that must have been... Like, Abbott and Costello at some point must have thrown up after somebody said who's on first. Yeah. Because they did that for like 50 years. Yeah. How, how often do you uh, go through jokes? I mean, are you like... Uh, you, got, you obviously have like a type 45... Yeah, I did at a, this point. But did a special here like two years ago. Okay, and have been working on new material, and it's also like wanting my material to be like truer to who I am as a person now. Because mm-hmm. some of those jokes I've been doing for a long time, like a long time being six months or six years. Years, yeah. 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 And I saw there was an interview with somebody, and they were saying. Can't remember who it is. They were listening to a George Carlin interview, and Carlin was like, "Yeah, I'd do the material, and then I uh, do a special, and then next year I do the same thing." And he like did it every year. Like he would work on the material, yeah. and then come out and be like, "Here you go, boom. There's another one. All right, back to the right. Like, right, a new special. Right, and it would sell. I was like, oh, I can sell that. I'm George Carlin." And then he was like, "Oh, I've been doing these jokes for a long time." Mm. And it's like doing the special and then burning the material. Yeah. So it's like I've done it, and it is hard to let go of some of it. Sure. Because I do, uh, some of it's about, you know, like, stuff that happened when I was drinking, and I do, like, a lot of recovery shows now and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that's relevant, and it's to a lot of people that haven't probably seen the material. Right. So I'm like, well, it works there, so I still want to be able to do it there. So in that way, I feel like it keeps me from, like, moving forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I've also just gotten into like writing sketches and I like wrote a pilot and so I'm trying to focus on that too. So I haven't been like if there's like a goal, like if there's an end date where it's like, cool, I know I'm doing a special here, the material will appear. You need to. Yeah. Uh, are you, you leaning on writing it, it or are you uh, performing it? Do you write on stage or do you write by yourself and then work it out on stage? Uh, I usually will write. And then if I think something's funny, there's, like, people that I trust that I can go to mm-hmm. and be like, what do you think? And then I'll run it for them. Mm-hmm. And then I can get notes and, like, feedback and, like, honest notes and honest feedback from people that I like and trust. Interesting. Where a lot of comics will go to an open mic and... Yeah, work it. Run it at, like, 30 open mics. Yep. And then I'm like, yeah, but you're hearing, like, an audio reaction, usually from seven Other people comics. who are tweeting. Like, they're <laughs> yeah, not- right, right, right. <laughs> people that don't want to be there in the first place and that you don't trust. It's funny because like. open micing is like was an important part for the longest time and I feel like open micing now it's it's it probably was always the same but it's just changed so much now of open micing for other open micers nobody cares. I, there's uh there's a couple of mics that I've heard uh, a friend of mine, uh, Melanie Vesey, who very funny comic, mm. and she's getting ready for some shows. She actually said she found a cool open mic in L.A. that she goes to. And what? It's, 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and people know the drill. And what they do is they go in there and it's like it's five bucks because we gotta pay for the space. Yep. Is what it is. Yeah. It's not somebody's raking thirty dollars off the door. Like yeah, right, it's right, like, right. hey, they're letting us be here. Yeah. It's the least we could do for the space. That's cool. And pay for it, and then everyone will stay for everyone else's set. I'm going to say something controversial. I almost like the idea of that for, like, keeping out people who seem too good for that. Like, you know, the idea of just, like, it's five bucks to get in. <sighs> We're not paying five bucks to do comedy. All right, great. We don't need you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> like, Go. you don't, you, we don't, you don't have to be here. Go find a free mic. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't need to be here. Because in L.A., they don't exist. <laughs> if you're, if a business is being generous enough to let you exist in that space, mm-hmm. telling occasionally horrible and horrific jokes, you're driving away business. Yep. It's not a draw. Like an open mic will hurt your business over time. The thing that a comedy show that's booked and professional, oh sure, generate business. Right. An open mic generally will drive business to the point where they might need to close in and of themselves. My favorite thing of all time is the person walking in the door and seeing a microphone and and just immediately fucking be like, nope. Don't know what's happening. I'm sorry, is that a brick wall and a microphone? I'm out. Out. Don't (laughs) care if it's poetry. Don't care if you got a ukulele. I'm leaving. No way. Came to do some work on my MacBook. Don't need to be harassed. Thank you. I came to just drink, and this is going to be bad. Too much. (laughs) There was uh, one of my uh, favorite shows in Los Angeles is a uh, show called uh, Performance Anxiety. Okay. And they do it at the Pleasure Chest, which is a sex shop in West Hollywood. Yeah, they exist all over the U.S., but yes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's amazing. It's a great show. They have a great lineup. The mm. guy, uh, Eli Olsberg, who runs it, super professional. Always oh, this killer lineup, really great dropping guests. Yeah. And uh, I remember when they were first starting out, it was uh, like you walk in and there was like a wall of like lingerie and there was a mic and then there's a bunch of chairs kind of facing the back wall. So it was all very open. Yeah. And then uh, I just remember, uh, I was like, it's kind of a funny setup like for a sex shop, like <laughs> someone, a place where people like want to be private and kind of do their own thing. Like I'm, geez, like I might have like a lot of shame about going in here. And I remember one time I was at the show, one of like the first earliest shows, this guy walked in and somebody on stage was like, hey, welcome to the show. Are you here to buy sex stuff? (laughs) And they were like, shook. And they were like, definitely for the show. (laughs) And they they got roped into a comedy show? They sat down and they watched one comic and they were like, ah, very funny. What is this? A sex shop? Bought the thing they were intending to buy and then walked out. And I don't know how it came to be, but I guess the pleasure test was like, can't do the same. We were alienating our base in a way that's, no, you can't do that. So now it's like there's a curtain. Yeah. And then they charge for it. So like you go, in, you go into like a curtained area. So the comedy show is happening in here so they can still conduct business. Yeah. And like both worlds can exist simultaneously. And it's like a much better set. I just remember that that's... and being like, wow, what a terrifying experience. Like, uh, I think Eddie Pepitone was doing the show and he's talking about like, I love the idea of a guy just outside working up the courage to finally come in here (laughs) and a comic being like, hey, Mac, and everyone looking at him and being like, ah, my worst fear. (laughs) Well, because, I mean, like, comedy is the death of sexiness. 
it's you're like fuck no well i mean no. like you know you, you, if you're like in an intimate moment and somebody's like <clears throat> yeah like does that's a, the end of it does a bit <laughs> yeah like, right Ooh, i guess that's a penis well that's it's uh, gone now and was <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah, I actually uh my girlfriend's a comedian uh oh we met doing comedy together okay and so i think uh initially for me i had to get over the like letting go of a lot of old ways of thinking that i had around uh comics and dating so i'd always tell people i'm like don't date comedians they're crazy like they're crazy people right don't do it forgetting the fact I'm a comedian. I'm like, and that's you why I want to find anyone would, someday. Anyone that would date me, I'm like, I think did a comic or psychopath. And then I was like, they're dating you. <laughs> like, this isn't going to work because you see yourself as an undateable person. Right. So I was like, actually, you know, like, I've been doing a lot of work on myself. I'm not crazy. I can exist as a human being and a comedian in the I same I might have crazy world. tendencies. Like, or, or the fact that, like, I was crazy when I was drinking, but I don't exist like that way anymore. Sure. And then, uh, and I'm like, okay, well, if I can see that way about myself, I can think of somebody else that way. Mm-hmm. Like, my girlfriend's a comic and also leads a very normal life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's not a crazy, like, the thing that we do this and we have this in common is great. You know, we can share material together yeah. and write, and she's also a writer and an amazing, like, editor. And that works? Yeah, it's working great. That's great. Yeah. There's no sense of, like, uh, competition. There's no sense of... Her success is, like, seeing success in myself. Like, cool, I want you to win as much as, you know, I want good things for myself. Like, I'd want good things for both of us. That's great. Yeah. So Wanda Sykes at one point tried to adopt Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And he said no. Yeah. Because he wants to stay with Shaggy. Yeah. Stockholm, <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? I don't know. What? <laughs> but also, like, the, the thing that really got me about that is if Scooby-Doo didn't talk and Scooby-Doo was just a normal dog, like, I like I grew up, I, I don't know if you knew the Beverly uh, Cleary books, Ribsy, he was like a dog. It was like a... That sounds familiar. Yeah. Did she do uh, the motorcycle mouse? Oh, was it somebody uh, else? smart S mouse or something like that. Uh, there was the, like the, all those books that were like in our fucking fifth grade classroom. Yeah. Why the fuck? In do the I corner. Think his name was Rotorcycle Ralph. No, <laughs> yeah, right, not... Ralph. Yeah, yeah. His name was Ralph. Ralph a motorcycle mouse. He, he, there was a there was a book where he had a, there was a, a motorcycle. Though. Yeah. And then there was a book where he had a car. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was a, a book where this dog, Ribsy, like this kid has this dog, Ribsy. He loves the dog. And this other kid rolls in. He's like, yo, that's my dog, Pugsy or whatever. And he's like, no, this is my dog, Ribsy. He's like, no, my dog ran away. That's totally my dog, Pugsy. He's like, all right. So they're like King Solomon it. And they yeah. stand on either sides of a block and they call the dog and whoever the dog goes to. But like... <laughs> The idea that, like, Scooby-Doo would be like, I don't, I'll, who's feeding me? Like, 
like, yes, famous comedian. What, is she going to run bits by me? I'm a dog. Dude, what are the stakes here? They have never been lower for me. People are going to feed me either way. Yeah. Either I'm on the road all the time. I feel like he uh, Rest would... in peace, Blanche, by the way. Yeah. Alessia Schlesinger's dog. Hmm. That was shocking. Yeah. Damn. That's a lot. But. I mean, I feel like... Wouldn't he go to her because she'd have more Scooby snacks? How many Scooby snacks can you eat? And how much do Scooby snacks cost? He's and... never stopped eating them. Like, <laughs> in 50 years, dog's been eating these things. Not once has he been like... I'm good. Like, there's never. Also, something. It's like it's like alcoholism with Scooby snacks. Sure. Like, yeah. I yeah. feel like Scooby had a drinking problem and then stopped and was like, "These snacks are the only thing keeping me away from the sauce." <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> he can't stop. I'm big into carrot sticks. Yeah. I've been quitting smoking for thirty years. He's scratching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Orson Welles with cake. Um, yeah, I guess they're friends. Here's the thing. I <laughs> love how uh, Wanda Sykes was like, yeah, I'd, I'd gladly adopt Scooby-Doo. But then I realized he had an owner and he wanted to be with his owner and they're buddies. And you know what? I'm Wanda Sykes. I can get another pet. But dude, she twists the fucking knife at the end of the episode and she's like, just saying if you want to come. And she tried again. <laughs> like, just we're done I... here. He yeah. picks me. Look, I'm saying it's been a few years. You might have had time to reconsider. Shaggy's like, thanks for picking me again. <laughs> I'm. Why would you do that? I'm right here. It becomes a performance anxiety yeah. thing. I'm just like, oh shit, what am I doing? <laughs> am I am I not doing it anymore? Do you still feel that way? Yeah. <laughs> just saying, if you want to come with me again. Why like, are you with why me? Why would you do that? <laughs> we could both go with Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, gang, love solving crimes, hate ghosts, but we're going to go live with Wanda. We're going to hang out Never with Wanda Sykes. Live in Beverly Hills and eat <laughs> Scooby snacks all day. Uh, uh, Weezer's filming a video. I don't know. Weezer's great. Also, something I never actually considered before, which has to have come up somewhere in the birth of human knowledge... Scooby snacks seem to be ubiquitous, and like they're going to pick them up at this pet store. Is Scooby named after Scooby snacks? Like, what if that was the case? That like, would make more sense. Yes. Than the snacks existing after Scooby. Yes. Like that, like the Scooby Corporation or whatever, and they're just like, oh, we'll call our dog Scooby. Yeah. He loves these fucking snacks. We got what this. are they called? <laughs> Scooby snacks. Done. Scooby. We might as well call him Scooby. Put a fucking bow on it. His, na his name used to be like Raj. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, he keeps eating these fucking snacks. We're going to call you Scooby if you keep eating them. <laughs> hey, he kept eating them. Well, I mean, you've never seen anyone else eat a Scooby snack. So the dog is keeping the company in business himself. The, that's why he's been yeah. around for so long like, for uh, like 50 years there, there's technology they've invested yeah. on keeping this one dog alive yeah they just eat so much of them that they gotta <laughs> keep cranking them out they've sold their soul to Scientology they're trying to everything they can like, just our to profits keep... the same keep getting the snacks <laughs> to this dog there's three employees just fucking 
Cranking them out. We got the next box. Sales are the same. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Working on that Scooby factory. Yeah, three a day. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta keep putting them out. Like they were going under, and then Scooby was born. Then there was a huge influx, and then it leveled off. Like Gerald T. Scoobs invented these snacks. Yeah. We're like, mm, call him Scooby. So Mr. Peebles was employee of the month every month at the pet store. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been uh, worked for someplace that had an employee of the month? No. Mm. Uh, well, I worked as a camp counselor uh, for a summer camp that I was for, and uh, that definitely has like a hype. They did a thing. They did a counselor in training program. CIT. Yeah. It was called CIT, definitely. I was part of the CIT thing, <laughs> and then whoever was nominated the best CIT was guaranteed a job the next summer. Now just a C. You become a C. Yeah. Uh, so I won the uh, Counselor in Training Award, so I was guaranteed a job the next summer. Please tell me you didn't go back. Oh, I did go back. <laughs> there was a moment where I wasn't going to. Yeah. And then I honestly did walk in and did not think I was going to be hired. Because, like, they, my friends went and they were like, yeah, we're going to do the, uh, we're camp counselors, so we'll go for the training. So you right. go for, like, a week of training. The training starts on Monday. The last day of training is on a Friday, and then they, like, pick groups on, like, the Thursday, so you know what group you're going to be in. Right. So Friday's last day of training, camp starts Monday. You're going to be the canoe group. You're going to be... Yeah, you know, you'll have these 12 kids, figure out what to do with them all day, figure it out. Did you have, like, a bunk? There'll be a field trip. You dudes are going to handle bunk seven? Oh, no, it's just a day camp thing. Oh, okay. So they'd go there during the day, so the parents would go to work and stuff. So it's school hours, basically. And uh, it was Friday. So training's done. Yep. I'm home, like, watching MTV. I literally, I had a black t-shirt that said, Limp Biscuit is better than everyone. (laughs) How do you feel about that t-shirt now? Hilarious. Wish wish I still had it. I mean, like, ironically... It'd be a great shirt. Yeah, yeah. It would get you a lot of play these days. Yeah, because people would be like, you can't think or feel that way in 2019. Yeah. Can you, for real? For real? And so I'm just sitting there, and I'm like watching TV, and I was like, I'm pretty bored. Like, all my friends are at camp. Like, mm. I might as well go hang out with them. So I show up, like, sunglasses up, like, baggy, like, Jankos. Last day of, like, counselor training, and I was like, hey... Maybe you remember me. Glasses off. Like your <laughs> best counselor in training last summer. Hi, how are you? Like a job, please. Hi. The funds has arrived. They didn't. Hey. They didn't bat an eye. They're they like, you've like, got a job. W two is here. Have you sign up for it? Great. They're like, all the groups have actually already been picked. Do not say the name of the camp because this is the worst story about them ever. <laughs> I was a great counselor. I didn't need any. <laughs> and then you knocked it out of the park? I was great. Yeah. I got really lucky because there was two friends of mine who'd already had a group. They were already together. Great. It was like the counselor and then the like assistant counselor. Yeah. And then I was like the assistant to the assistant counselor. <laughs> so I the Dwight Troot. So the yes, so the group was taken care of. Yeah. So I just found this kid who like didn't have any friends and I was like, What's up, buddy? I'm charging you. 
let's do this. Yeah, so we would play games, fucking hang out all summer. It was awesome. Let me tell you something. It's called Toll Booth. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna take this refrigerator yeah. box. <laughs> Run a lap. Meet me here in a few minutes. <laughs> Don't have enough change. Don't have enough. <laughs> Not here. Don't have it. Your, your leaves are no good here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chief. Take a lap. Uh. So the whole premise of the episode is that they um, there's a haunted pet store, which wasn't even haunted. It it was like a, a giant egg hatched, uh, a ghoul egg. Yeah, which everyone bought into immediately. No, well, obviously, why would you not? Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Like, I feel like some of these premises, uh, you look at it from the outside and you're like. Like giant egg from where? If there was a giant egg in my house randomly, I'd just be like, "Shit, a dinosaur is gonna kill me from that thing!" Like, fuck it. Like, I have like the pitchfork mentality of the mob. Yeah, I'm like, no, get it away. Yeah, it's just chilling. Yeah, right. So, I mean, if I saw that in a note that said, "Keep it cold," yeah. <laughs> It like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I can't believe that egg was just hanging out in there, right? In a in a pet store that was huge. Like they were yes. in all over that thing. Yeah, it, it, I mean, this wasn't pet quarters. This was no. like pet condominiums, yeah, like this is a pet warehouse. <laughs> yeah, like, they ran for miles. Did you ever? Did you grow up with a pet? Yeah, we had uh, cats for a long time, and then we had multiple dogs yeah we usually have like one or two cats at a time okay uh usually one siamese cats growing up a couple goldfish Ooh. uh actually they're like the siamese fighting fish oh like yeah, the yeah, crazy yeah. Tails. yeah yeah and then uh did you have to have the talk of like oh uh they went to the, you flush them down the toilet so that they can go to the ocean or whatever i think they just like weren't there one time and you didn't question it? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a painting or something. All like, right. You moved it. Yeah, it's not here anymore. Okay. Great. You didn't have like a strong connection to the fish. I got to go invent this game with my brother now. <laughs> yeah. Because I also like went with an uncle like to go fishing. Mm-hmm. So it was weird to have one and then also catch them. Yeah, I get that. I'm I like, well, that. we eat tuna fish, right? We're eating the fish. <laughs> like, I don't. Cool. Can I eat that tiny fish? Yeah. Uh, but you grew up with pets. Yeah. You don't have pets currently. Uh, I don't. Uh, I was watching my roommate's cat for a while. What would you think of that? It was great. Yeah. It's a great cat. It's pretty chill. Kind of kept to himself. But you don't have that drive of like, I need a pet. I want a pet. I like having that thing around. I feel like for me to, I guess specifically to have a dog Mm -hmm. and my current lifestyle where I'm at in LA, uh, I don't have the wherewithal to give a dog enough attention Yeah, Yeah, to be around for it. Sure. And also like living in the city is like kind of tough because I have to like just walk them on my block. It's all concrete. There's nowhere for them to run. Right. Like I could take them to Runyon, but it's like kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like get all the way up there, do it like an hour to like uh, Griffith Park, and just be like, "All right, go, buddy." Yeah, I'm like, "Cool, this was fun for a minute. Yeah. Good luck hanging out in my apartment all week." <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't feel like I have the resources right now to have and like take care of a dog. Mm-hmm. Gone all day at work. Like I get up early, like six a.m. 
and then I'm out of the house and work all day. And then sometimes it's like I will get her to work at seven and then have a show at like eight. Right. So I'll go straight to that yeah. and then do the show from like eight to 10, get home at like 1030. So being gone for like 14 hours a day and then just going to sleep next to a dog. Yeah. I was like, doesn't sound appealing to me like as a dog. Yes, absolutely. Right. It sounds just... like torture for a dog. It it is funny because uh, a cat can exist that way. Well, absolutely. Make sure he's fed. Make sure the litter box is clean. The cat's like, honestly, buddy, I'd prefer it if you weren't here. Let like, me tell you something. A dog I, like needs attention. Is like, I've destroyed your couch, and let's be honest, you're not sitting on it anyways. <laughs> yeah, and you deserve that you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting because like I uh, more recently have kind of like. I grew up with a dog and like I have a cat now. Yeah. And like I do uh yeah, I do not have a paternal instinct in my body. Like there's no part of me there's something in there. It's a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh there's nothing about me that has baby fever in any way, shape, or form, but I see a dog and I'm just like, God, I, I miss like going out into a park with a dog. And just having that thing, or like you come home and the dog is just like, I'm amped to see you. And you're like, I'm amped to see you too. You know? And it, 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 like at this stage of my life, no, there's no way that I could support a dog. Like just being there for him and, you know, being able to train him and get him to a point where he's happy and I'm happy with him and everybody's happy. No, it couldn't happen. But like there's part of me that's just like, God damn it. How do I get to that point? My girlfriend has a dog. Oh, so you get a little bit of that contact high. Yeah. Nice. Which is great because, like, the dog sees me occasionally and then... Wags a tail. Yeah. The dog, like, likes me more than likes my girlfriend right now. Right. Which she hates. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and hopefully she's not going to this And you secretly love. Like, yeah. <laughs> where I show up and the dog's like, oh my God. Like, flipping out. <laughs> like, it's that thing where the dog will probably be more excited to see me than she will. Like, when I get back... <laughs> Dog's just running from the other room, like, oh my god, you're back! <laughs> it gets tripped out because we'll Facetime, and they don't like hear me and like perk up, like I hear him, I Is don't he... smell him. Where are you? Yeah, he's in the phone. Like <laughs> the, the the call is not coming from inside the house. But I think for a long time, like I didn't really like dogs because I was attacked when I was young. Okay, all right. And then I kind of grew into a space where, like, I made peace with that. And I was like, was I attacked? And, like, was really able to, like, unpack that kind of, like, trauma where I'd, like, see dogs and freak out. Yeah. And I really looked back on the incident and I was like, what happened? Really? What was the reality of the situation? Right. And I was like, there was a dog and he was pulling on my sleeve. And I was like, right. And then I was like, he was pulling on my sleeve next to the woods. This conversation you're having with yourself right. is fantastic. And I was like, he was pulling on my sleeve to pull me into the woods to murder me. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> That's not what fucking happened. He was playing with you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, there was a dangly thing. And he was like, dope. I love dangly the things. The jacket was red. I probably reminded him of a toy. Yeah, right. And he's like, hey, we're having a good time. And I was like, not having a good time. Like flipping out. And he's like, so I don't afraid. understand English. <laughs> just losing my mind, terrified. And just had been afraid of dogs for a long time. Yeah. 
which grew up into a thing where you have that like masculine thing where you're not like afraid of it. You're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't like them. Like they do their own thing. Right. I'm like, yeah. You're doing any kind of mental backflip that you can. You have to talk about it. You're just like, oh, clean up a dog, whatever. (laughs) And then uh, a uh, roommate of mine in LA got like a puppy and was like, here's the deal. Like you're living here pretty cheap. You know, it'd be great if you could help out with it. And I was like, for sure. So I'd like walk a fucking puppy. Like it's <laughs> not a big deal. Right. And then, you know, as you walk a dog in the neighborhood, you meet the other dogs mm-hmm. and meet the puppy and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, you know them because blah, blah, blah. And you're like meeting people. It's getting you out of the house. Then I was like, yeah, I guess this isn't so bad. And I kind of like warmed up to the idea. You like dogs. Okay. Yeah. And then my youngest brother. Uh, How many brothers do you have? Uh, two younger brothers. Okay. I have like a youngest one and then a middle one. Okay. And the youngest one uh, worked at a dog shelter. And I was like, well, how do you like it? And he's like, I, you know, he's like, I love the dogs. He's like, but I don't love the fact that they're in a shelter. True. He's like, I don't really like how they're treating them. He's like, there's not really anything I can do about that. Yeah. And they don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. And he like wanted to work with dogs. Yeah. So he went to a dog training school and became a dog trainer. Great. And then him and my mom would foster dogs from this kill shelter in, I think it was like North Carolina or Georgia. Yeah. They would bring like a van of dogs to like save them from that to yep. shelters up here. And so they would foster three or four of them and bring them to like fostering events. He ended up getting a dog from that. And then my mom had a dog. And then my middle brother was like, well, this seems cool. I want to train dogs. <laughs> So he went to the same dog training school. So they're both dog trainers. So between the two of them, they had like four dogs. And at the, like when they're doing that, are you, at that point, are you like, dogs are cool? Or are you like, Pfft. yeah, I was like, by that point, you had gotten yeah. on. Okay. Like, thank God. That's awesome. Yeah. So they uh, had a business together for a while. And uh, it was in Maine. They like had a house. They would train like. Probably they were like housing and kind of training dogs, like socializing them. Mm-hmm. Like, 20 at a time. <laughs> so they had this whole fenced in area, and there'd be, like, 20 dogs. And they'd just, just chilling. Like running them around. Having a great time. Like, hey, you too. And they'd be, like, training them, running around with them. So you'd show up, and it would just, Peanut, like... Peanut, Bolshevik, come over here. Dog Central. Like, crazy, crazy shit. But they're amazing dog trainers. That's so. wild. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so then... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there was some chasing happening. Short and small clothing. That was, that's a low hanging fruit joke, but yeah. I appreciate it. Instead of big like, and tall. My passion, short and small clothing. Yeah, right. He's a little guy. Yeah. That's like one of those things also that like, like you want to get away with that joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like a throwaway where you're like, look, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard the opposite of this yet. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 Long John Silver's, uh, schmor- so, you know, uh, Short John Gold's. Yeah. You know, where you're just yeah. like, look, the I'm, of the I'm thing. trying. Put it out. Yeah. <laughs> this is just fun. Yeah. Uh, and the guy was small. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, there was a ridiculous gag that I just thought was insane. At one point, they're just walking along, and then the monster is hiding behind a poster of an orange version of the uh, monster, and it just said, fishy crab cakes. <laughs> and then it just knocked over the sign and went, ah! <laughs> but it was just like, what? 
Fishy crab cakes? What is that business? Yeah. That's a horrible name. Who are you selling these to? Because it's a pet store, so not to the pets. <laughs> right. But people aren't going to a pet store to buy food. <laughs> For somebody. Yeah. Also, I like that kind of it reminds me forever I wanted to do a business of um horribly themed sodas. So like all the sodas would be called like moose piss or like uh like um anteater pituitary residue or like you know just like really gross names but just like people would be like dope. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's moose right. piss. Yeah, right, you know. <laughs> like you just like how can you just survive on the gimmick and how far can you push that? Because I bet you it could go a while. If it did, if it was, like, palatable. Right. I mean, it's it not gross. Great. Like, it'd like have it... to be a good preference for people to be like, I'm drinking moose piss. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> have, have you, you moose been, piss? Have you tried moose piss? We're <laughs> into it. We're drinking it. It's good. Get over it. I feel like it only needs to be good because somebody's like, somebody's like, hey, I've had moose piss. Have you had moose piss? No, I haven't because it sounds gross. It's not bad. <laughs> like that's the end. That's all you need. It's not bad. You try it, and the bar is set low. Yeah, right. You're because setting the bar low for yourself. It's named Moosebus, but <laughs> let's say that it's better than Moosebus. Zebra anal secretion. <laughs> you know? Oh, what? You had ZAS? <laughs> like it's. A little better than most pets. It's not. It's not bad. Yeah. Like I had zebra anal secretion. Not bad. I'll have it again. <laughs> better than most <Moose> pets. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, an album name right there. Yeah. Better than most pets. <laughs> I think that's one of Marley's albums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I always forget that. It's got like thirty albums. Right. Up to camp. Yeah. Guy's prolific, man. Cranking him out. And I mean, thank God, because he is keeping so many gas stations on Route 1 open. <laughs> For sure. Dude, God bless him. That guy <laughs> was huge. Like, I hope when I was new. I mean, even just like in the confidence alone, like doing a show to him and having him being super cool. Just for everyone else in the nation, we were talking about Bob Marley. Uh, probably uh, maybe the most famous main comic. Yeah. 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 I mean, who's more famous than him for me? I mean, I, uh, I've opened up for George Ham a couple of times, and I love George Ham, but he hasn't had the reach. George is the killer. Dude. Yes. <laughs> George is the killer. As far as big, though, like, George Ham is big in Old Orchard Beach. Like, <laughs> in the best way possible. Yeah, and nationwide, you yeah. know, I tell people in L.A., I'm a comic from Maine, and they go, so you know Bob Barnes. You're right. You know, all right. the old Boston guys... Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, so you've done shows with Marley and Hammy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, great. I saw. But yeah, they all know him and all say the same thing. You know, couldn't be nicer. Like, I thought he yes. was going to be a dick when I met him because I wanted part of me to be like, you know, yeah, I know him. He's not even cool. Yeah, right. And then I met him and I was like, he's actually pretty sweet. God, God like, damn it. Why are you a nice guy? He really went out of his way to be a nice guy to me. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh but oh, um uh friend of the show Spencer Alby has a song uh that is basically uh a two it's a reading of two uh ads 
like a like a wanted ad for a partner and the uh dude side of it is uh doesn't mind the harley loves the beatles and bob marley and i uh i was at a live show with him uh about a month ago and i was just like which bob marley yeah (laughs) and he was like no comment (laughs) comedian bob marley (laughs) probably comedian bob marley I forget sometimes, like, especially when I left here to be doing comedy in L.A., Mm -hmm. that I had to say, initially, and wait for people to bring it up first, that they knew him, to be like, yeah, I did a lot of shows with Bob Marley, and look at the shock on their face, (laughs) and then be like... No, the other one. Like, like, not and the whalers. Yeah, the I other, opened up yeah. for ticket, ticket. Yeah, <laughs> he did. No woman, no cry. I did five minutes of dick. Joke. It was an unbelievable concert. Like I was like, uh, the, the other super one. hip, super yeah. hip, remarkable homophobe, super hip. <laughs> but when I say I'm like, yeah, you know, I, you know, calling for Maine, they're like. That's always like the first comic they bring up. Yeah, like if they're familiar Probably with like one. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so you went to Boston a lot? <laughs> yeah. So you performed at Nick's? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was some fun stuff. Also, the turtle chase I thought was funny when they got Scooby and Shaggy on the turtle, yeah, the turtle. and then the other thing goes on the turtle, but its turtle is going sm- short, like uh, 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 slower. Then their turtles are going. They're all going the same speed. They just start earlier. That one left a little bit later. Because I was like, that turtle's going to sink. And then, <laughs> and then, the, then the bit is like, <laughs> like starts going. <laughs> I mean, did you, like, uh, uh, this isn't necessarily a thing of like, are you going to continue watching cartoons? But like, do you feel watching it, you're just like, yeah, I mean, fun. Yeah. I can get into that kind of fun. I think since I, like, quit drinking, like, six years ago, I also quit smoking pot. Okay. Which I feel like cut into my watching cartoons a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Because, like, that was the jam. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) Just get high and watch watch cartoons all fucking for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I feel like it, you know, now I would, like, watch, like, comedy things or i mean jesus christ so much content out there yes there's still so many shows argue too much. that i know where i could say that i haven't seen the show and people are like what like how have you not seen just lay one on me this show uh still haven't seen uh the wire oh yeah i haven't seen that yeah i still haven't seen breaking bad saw breaking bad okay all right uh, you're one up don't on me remember a lot of it sure it was probably in the time when you were drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of binge, like staying up late, drinking, smoking pot with like a friend of mine and like, yeah. really got through it and like over the course of a few weekends. And just being like, but look, I know it was great. That was a show where he was like, you're coming over and we're watching all of it. <laughs> and then discussing it at length. And I was like, great. I, did that. I, uh, uh, I have a coworker who has a tendency to uh, say random shit to me in the form of a question and it's really funny uh he's a great dude kind of an older tradesman he's been you know he's a great carpenter and we were like you know screwing things in and all of a sudden he just goes you smoke a lot of dope and i was like 
actually no like i don't really smoke at all he's like i was like that's it that's the end of that okay i feel like in his head it was like gotta find a new drug yeah right he's not the one so then usually the next question is where do i get it yeah right and i feel like there was no follow-up question like back to work <laughs> so are you looking for somebody what's happening yeah. so then two days later like same thing we're just like you know screwing shit in and he's like woo, woo. he's like so anything happens when we die and i was just like i don't know uh you know man like um lights out that's kind of my thing and he's like yeah me too <laughs> i was just like uh, okay great <laughs> love talking to you rick let me guess you smoke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like such a great experience. But I mean, as far as like cartoons go now, like I watch uh, BoJack Horseman. Sure. I think it's really good. Great voice acting, great writing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's also kind of like living uh, in LA. A lot of the jokes are very like inside LA. Like, right. The, the, like distance between two locations that you know will take a long time you're like oh that's that's a really inside <laughs> bit i'm like they're not getting that I right feel like in a lot of like other places or i'm like this is very specific right drama. we need to make it from uh, santa monica to the valley oh we're here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like uh stuff like that i really like about bojack and how it's like really like based around like the entertainment industry right and also like in a without real way, being entourage yeah and also right. in a real way like deals with depression yeah. or like the way people avoid dealing with depression and stuff like that um and also watch uh rick and morty which is like classic crazy like everybody level. loves that yeah they have a new season coming out i think in september october this year yeah, i think i saw that uh, yeah, I'll be excited to watch it. Yeah, they started teasing it on like the everything Adults on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So excited about that! I remember I went to a uh, I went to an audition for a, a cartoon, and at the time, Rick and Morty was like just starting, and I was talking with the uh, the uh, director slash casting dude. And uh, he, he was, we were talking about cartoons, and he was like, yeah, I love Bob's Burgers. And I hadn't seen Bob's Burgers yet. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that yet, but like a lot of people are telling me I should get into it. I'm super into Rick and Morty right now. And then I went into the whole, like, uh, 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 Morty, you got you to gotta shove this seat way up your ass. And he's like, oh, it's one of those kinds of shows. And I was just like, well, no, there's a lot more that goes into it. But oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It is, and it, it's more, yeah, but, it, but it also, also. The base level is <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we do only have one segment on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We are star stuff at the universe's piss. Does this pass the Sagan test? Famed philosopher of science and scientist himself, Carl Sagan, once said that he wanted an adult version of Scooby Doo because it endorsed skepticism and the scientific method. Does this episode pass the Sagan test? You mean like if he were not an adult Scooby-Doo? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, it, it is kind of like how you want to take it. Like, like, does this kind of embody sort of an idea of not taking 
at face value what you're presented with, feeling skeptical, feeling like you need to uh, dive deeper into something and solving it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, there's a mystery. They're curious about it. They Ooh, run into it. Fucking wrap it up. Goes into it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Peaks curiosity in the episode. They uncover the surface and find out things are, in fact, not what they seem. <laughs> <laughs> A giant fish monster has not come. Yeah. I feel like they would, uh, at one point, get bummed. Like, look, I just want, I want magic in the world. And we always prove it's not existing. They believe in magic every episode. <laughs> they they do have an enviable position. The fact that the second episode wasn't, let's first <laughs> assume that it's a guy in a mask, because I'm not sure if you remember last week, mm, mm. it was a guy in a mask. They were like, well, it's ghost this time. <laughs> like, Run. It's a swamp monster. <laughs> like... Never once do they go, where's the mask? Yeah, right. Let's check in with the local mask store. <laughs> Let's talk to our friend who's a costumer. Not once. He's it's always, it for sure is the mummy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, Dustin, this has been fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been a blast. Um, tell the people what you have in the way of pimpage, where they can find you, online, in the real world, etc. Um, I do Twitter stuff. Uh, Great. surname is at Dustin David. Great. Uh, my Instagram is Dustin David underscore. Ooh, got one of those. Yeah, <laughs> why do you keep them guessing? Uh, I'm like, how can I make it harder for people to find? <laughs> They're like, we're close, but we're not there. Right. Uh, and. Pretty much the link to everything else, uh, like the hub, like all the shows that I have put up there, uh, footage and stuff like that, is on DustinDavidComedy.com. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Shows, upcoming, all that kind of stuff can be found there. Yeah. Dope. Uh, which uh, <laughs> did a show at Lincoln's last week. So so that's not going to fly. <laughs> if you have time traveling capabilities i was great unless you rip a hole in the space-time continuum which i might not be great then and there were 45 people crammed into two square feet <laughs> how'd you hear about the show the podcast that you did in a few days from now <laughs> that might trip me out but hell yeah uh yeah i'm doing some like uh upcoming shows in los angeles I'll have all the information of my website dope yeah well, thank you very much for being on. Thanks for having me. And as always, to you and yours this comedy season, uh, make like a tree and grow the fuck out of here. What's With You Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.